that we're so worried about infections. They're mm -hmm. so bad, and they're certainly not wonderful. Nobody wants any kind of infection, but they're not the end of the world, and that's what people this think. This is why I love this woman. She delivers so I, I, I couldn't have said it any better if I wrote it down because, I mean, you just said it so well. It is a logical product of certain behaviors. We always say it's the consequence of having sex, but if you have certain behaviors, I mean, if, if, if you drive without a seatbelt and you drive at 85 and you've been drinking, a logical consequence is you might die or kill somebody else. Logical consequence, uh, or, uh, consequence of engaging in sexual behavior when you're not protecting yourself, and so that's a logical Intimately, consequence. Yeah. you're sharing body fluids, skin yeah. tissue, you're rubbing against one another. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's possibility versus probability. Yeah, and, and you might be working together. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, no, it's, it's probability versus... <laughs> I'm pretty versus... sure twerking is a safer sex activity. <laughs> yeah, twerking is a, is a risk reduction. <laughs> oh, goodness. No, but um, I think it's, it's probability and possibility. Like you were saying, you drive yeah. a car every day. The right. possibility of you getting in an accident every single time you drive right i mean sure it's probable but like you were saying i mean yeah. it's logical to think that if you do certain acts over and over like again or certain things to lead you down that path that it will end in an sti but they're preventative measures right. that you can take. And there. it's the fear that stops people from having those conversations. It's the fear that stops people from getting tested because they don't want the results. They're afraid of the, the outcome. Result. They don't want to have to tell a partner because they're worried about rejection. Mm -hmm. So if you strip all of that away, they become much less scary. They're, they're still, of course, again, not something that's wanted. But right. our bodies, while they're wonderful and we are very versatile and we're very resilient, we're not infallible. So it just goes to show its logic that if we're engaging in that kind of activity, when one in two people by the age of 25 will contract an STI, some curable, some not, 80% of all women by the age of 50 will have had an HPV infection at some point in their lives. 80% of all women. So that means all of the 50-year-old women that you know, whoever you are, listener out there, 80% of them have had an STI, but they haven't told you because that doesn't right. get talked about in that form. It, right. It's like, oh, this is this horrible thing, so scary. You know, so it's it's just the way in which we talk about it. I think. Mm -hmm. Do we have a caller? Yes, is that what I'm have, seeing? We do have a caller. Um, hang on one second while Everyone's Will catches them through. Okay, so we're Come gonna on, pick we'll up. With it. We're gonna pick up the caller. Are you there? Hello. Hello. Hi there. Hi. Who's calling in? My name is Zach. Hi Zach. Um, what do you want to talk about tonight? Uh, rumor has it it's a sex talk. It this is, is exposure. We were kind of we were kind of just discussing uh, the fears and the appeals of sex. So both edges of the sword. Do you do you love it? Uh, what fe so what fears do you have? Yes, yeah, let me let me take over. Add on with Kev here. So <laughs> Zach, why why do you have? Uh, let's not assume you are having sex. But if you are having sex, why do you have sex? Uh, I'm just a very physical person. Just I like touching other humans. I guess. Okay, and what, I mean, so what do you get out of that, Zach? Uh, usually, I don't really hook up with anybody. It's more of like, I have to like, really like the person, so it's just more of a connection. So you like, you like, because we know that the two, the two uh, senses that every baby uh, starts off with are sense of smell and touch. So it's, for you, is touch more important? Yes, touch is way more important. So what does that give you? Does it give you connection or wholeness or what? Um, I think it just feels good. It's a physical sensation of touch. Okay, you just like that. So what are your fears about sex? 
most definitely STDs. Why do you fear them? Because they're permanent. But they're not. Well, some are. Some, yes. well, yeah, some, some are, but it's, most of them are just infections, and most and, of them are treatable. And manageable, but yeah. But you sound like a fairly logical person, so why would you fear this? I mean, you don't, do you fear every time you get in a car of getting into a car accident? Um, that's a good point. Um, I know this is a driver car accident, but so are STD transmission rates, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, so, so you protect yourself both ways, don't you? Yes. Okay. So, so are you you looking for this uh, Gabby prize pack? Sure. Well, so what do you think a, a year supply of condoms is? How many? Yeah, do you like our number of 100? Um, yes. <laughs> you think that's pretty accurate? That's, that's what you'll get, Zach. Awesome. Yeah, just stay on stay, the line. Stay on the line. Thanks for calling Thanks in. for calling, Zach. Yeah, thank you. Of course. Have a good night. You too. So, Gabby, what do you think? Let's put Gabby in the hot seat here. Oh, man. Okay. What, oh, are, you, man. what are you going to ask me? But I'll tell you. We'll tell Abby you're doing a fantastic job <laughs> uh, hosting Sex Exposure. So this whole idea of touch, uh, do your friends talk about that? Is touch important to your friends? That's a good question. Uh, what you said earlier about the baby's senses and touch being and you could even see that with animals as well, like dogs and, or cats. When you, you touch them, mm -hmm. there's a certain reaction elicited. Um, I don't know if, as a college student, if that's a main topic of conversation when people are talking about sex and If, if I told you in the 25 years of teaching, I would ask people what's their top 10 turnoffs and top 10 turn-offs about turn-ons and turn-offs about sex, what would you think would come in like one or two on both those lists? Turn-ons and turn-offs. Oh, okay. Um, what do you guys think? Oh, well? yeah. let's, let's make it a group <laughs> effort. Let's make it a group. Their biggest turn on is turn off. Um. Turn off could be. I th I would have I would say they have to probably do with the senses. So like turn off could be smell. You would be right on. We'll give Gabby her own Gabby prize pack. <laughs> <laughs> number one condoms? number one turn on is touch. Number one, number two turn on is smell. Number one turn off is smell. Number two turn off is lack of touch. Oh. Of doing probably 25,000 students. That explains my last marriage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now we it shows know. You how <laughs> it shows you how important uh, that the senses, that those two senses are in, not only in sexual activity, but just... Uh, relationships in general. Mm -hmm. Touch and smell always come up as number one and two on turn-ons, always come up as one or two on turn-offs. Hmm. Lack of, you know, bad smell, yeah. not enough touch, good smell, enough touch. So if we're going back to the fears and thrills of, of sex, I mean, I can imagine many a times back when I would apply deodorant and make sure I smelled good with cologne just because I would not want my other partner not to Why find. do you think there's so much in, in, in uh, companies like Axe and some of these other ones spend so much time talking about... Well, I wouldn't say Axe, but well, <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm Not my preference. I'm saying why the, the, industry knows, Yo, the industry knows that smell and touch sell mm -hmm. because it's sex. Mm -hmm. Which it also is. is why foreplay is so important. 
Oh my god, it took Are you to talk minutes. about foreplay now. Didn't we have a whole show where we talked about foreplay? Please. Yeah, I think there's a lack of foreplay a lot of times, and that to me is a turn off, is a number one. And now I would have said foreplay, not really putting two and two together, like breaking down the pieces of it, but it's that smell and that touch. That, that really helps. adds to it, They absolutely add. Yeah, exactly. They with, add to foreplay. And with, with women, it's Necessary. exponentially more important, smell and touch. Exponentially. That's why we spend so much time talking about, I love the concept of foreplay. I mean, why do they call it foreplay? Because it's before what? Oh, it's before the big intercourse. Foreplay. Foreplay can be what you do. Foreplay is sex. Like Zach talked about on the phone. So let's just play. Saying he enjoys that. That's really what he (laughs) is most enjoyable. He said he doesn't hook up with people, but he enjoys the connection that, yeah. And touchy feely goodness. And Mm -hmm. yeah, and that can be a primary. It doesn't always have to be this whole let's be the traditional intercourse intimacy that I think that that is a a huge misconception and that scares people that level of intimacy where people would like to just do a little more of that foreplay that touching if that was okay and maybe that is just needs to be communicated then well you know and really there's a rhyme and a reason for my rants tonight and it's about these fears and one of my fears is that people don't understand the importance of the senses and they don't understand the importance of a smell and or touch in this because these are, these are extremely important. People should understand this. Uh, I did a class lecture a week ago and I was telling them about the number one reason, what's, what's the number one thing that senior citizens like having done to them is their hair. Oh. And I asked the class, why do you think that is? And they all said, because it makes them look nice. No. It's Mm-mm. touch. Mm-hmm. It feels good. My it's aunt touch. does that for senior citizens. She's a hairstylist for they, them. They, they, love they it. want their hair done because they miss touch. You never, yeah. as a human being, ever should be without touch for very long. Mm-hmm. That's when you start to lose connection with mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Touch is important because they cut. You know, it sounds like a Hallmark card, but it connects us. Mm-hmm. It really does connect. We get that feeling like Zach was talking about, but Zach wants connection. Zach wants to be connected to somebody else. It's important. That's what you and I were talking about today. I was going to say, just, just it's, so it's the connection. And that's why when many times in sex therapy, we send people home and say, no sex, mm-hmm. only touch. And you have to touch every part of your, pers- your, your partner's body, and they have to respond to you uh, how that feels. Because we never mm-hmm. take time to do that. And touch is so important. And then yeah, we, like a physical affirmation without somebody's words telling you how they feel about you. She's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I like, I like that. Abby, you're in jeopardy. Dude. <laughs> That's uh, true, too, because if you're not good with your words and you're having trouble communicating what you want, you oh can yeah. show someone. That's a, just as effective. That's a great way of communicating that. Well, and, and in heterosexual relationships, women make one big mistake. They, oh, I'm, we're going to get called uh-oh, on this. Uh-oh. Say, uh-oh. What are you saying? <laughs> yeah. that, that they assume that guys know what to do mm. and how to do it and that they know what you're thinking about what you like and dislike. Yeah. And that's a f- fateful mistake to make. <laughs> it really is, you know, because when we do classes on, on teaching couples, you know, we, we talk about you need to talk with her. Right, that's where the communication comes in. Mm-hmm. Well, important. I think there's a, I mean, you could say that there's a stereotype of a common heterosexual mentality of, I know what a girl wants. Like, I mean, there's, I think, uh, I've, I've had friends out there that have had that mentality, and how do you break down that wall? I mean, is that person just doomed to have horrible relationships and, and one-night stands? Like, wh- wh- where does that, or I guess, how do we change the culture of like students that have that mentality that like 
we don't need to talk about this. I know. We call it standing up in bed. S say it again. Standing up in bed. Standing up for what you want. Standing oh, yeah. Up, yeah. Communicating about what you want. I mean, come on. We talk about, we're going to dinner. You want pizza or you want Italian? And, and oh, I don't care. You know, let's just surprise me. No, mm -hmm. you, you say what you want, what you need. It's, there's nothing wrong with that. We think that's breaking the mood or, or Do you guys feel like this can happen in other environments outside the bedroom too, though, as well? Like, oh, I, I actually mean, think that's preferable Standing to up in bed is, I mean, a good thing. Like, if you don't like something in bed and you're like, whoa, whoa, that's yeah. not good. But, like... Or if you, you, you do know, like everyone, something, then you can no, tell them. True. Yeah, yeah but, then you can tell them. That was felt really good. But how do you... Yeah. How do you start that conversation in the bedroom and out the bedroom to ask, you know, like, so we always do you want me to try doing this? Do to you... have that conversation, to start having that conversation because it's a random and it feels kind of awkward conversation to have. Like, mm -hmm. hey, did you like it when I did that to your whatnots? You know, I mean, I don't know. You, it's just, it's just <laughs> 52 of... minutes to say whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> it's of, I didn't know that's what she said. What I was not? like, what'd she say? What'd she say? <laughs> but did, but if, you, if you're watching a movie together, if you hear somebody mention it on the radio, we tell people this who are parents as well, um, or at least I like to tell coach people this, way who are parents and want to talk to their kids that the conversation should be ongoing it doesn't have to be a formal let's sit down and talk about what I did in bed to you last night does that feel great I think it should be continuous Dennis is shaking his head no no I'm agreeing oh, oh okay. I'm totally agreeing I think it, it should, should be continuous because yeah. it's not always comfortable and I think it's okay to acknowledge that this is weird but hey I was just curious if you did you like that like Hey, I kind of thought that was fun, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it can be a little awkward, and what you if, can you can laugh about it. Just think how What if that's a fear of yours, though? What if that's, like, somebody telling you you're not good enough? Like, Well, that's why you started outside the bedroom. Right, exactly. You know, we, we say having sex with the lights on or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But okay. it's having that conversation before you even get there, saying, how, how threatening would it be to someone? And you tell me, in a non-judgmental way, to say, so what do you, what do you like? What do you like about touch? What, what kinds of things do you like, you know, in the way of me touching or kissing you? I mean, kissing, we could spend two hours on kissing. That's mm -hmm. the lost art. I mean, mm -hmm. we go, it is a lost art. We go from here, mouth here. to genitals in 5.2 seconds these days. But the whole touch, how do, what do you like? Now, what if you were, you were about to say, you know, well, we want this relationship to go a little further, like Zach might have said, now I, I do want to hook up. So what do you like? You know, and, and would that be threatening to you? If someone said, "So, what do you what do you like?" Not it for just sex, be awkward, right? Because it doesn't. I think happen. it would catch you off guard. I think it would I catch think, you off yeah. guard. Wouldn't that be passionate? Uh, though? If well, you weren't like comfortable with the person either, you might feel uncomfortable sharing, like bearing your soul to them and saying, "This is what I do like and what I don't like." If you're not comfortable, mm -hmm. that's true because people are so afraid of the rejection. If you say you like something that may be outside of the box or considered a fetish mm -hmm. or something that they just disagree with and don't enjoy, then does that mean we're a disconnect? Does that mean our relationship's going to end because we're not compatible in bed? I also think people want to find it out like organically yeah, without having oh, to have the conversation. But some, I don't know, sometimes. Oh, mystery? Are you saying mystery? Yeah, I'm not saying so I'm not a huge proponent for it away. or not, but that might be why people don't have the conversation is because they're like, sex is supposed to be something that is really intimate and you don't interrupt it to have a conversation about, oh, did you like that when I did that to you? Yeah. Do you know what the organic definition of passion is? No, I don't. What is the Conflictual emotion. Emotion and conflict. That's what passion really is. <laughs> and and that's why we've t we've... In Titled uh, having sexual intimacy is passionate because it's really emotion and conflict because you don't know what the other person likes and you're trying to find out and you're going back mm. and forth and back and forth and when we lose the passion there's no longer any conflict or any emotion right. is that really what we want 
As a sex educator, as somebody who's been out there for a long time, I'm getting close to retirement. I'm tired of, of, uh, of uh, being politically correct. I'm tired of uh, always saying, bear with me, I'm tired of always saying we need to be really careful that we don't get people uncomfortable or is uncomfortable. I'm to the point where I'm saying, get over it. <laughs> if you want to communicate with somebody and you have needs, then tell them that. Mm-hmm. Just get over it, because we, we kind of go real carefully, like, there's a lot of fragile souls out there, and there are. You could argue that with anything in yeah. life, though. Practice makes perfect, so you it's g- not going to be comfortable the first or second time, but the more right. you have that conversation, because even, especially if you're talking fetishes, <laughs> it's <laughs> next show, minutes next show, into next show but <laughs> the, most, the most healthy relationships when that's involved are ones with thorough communication, and they're communicating as it's going on, sure. and that's necessary for those to actually enact and be okay, so, and to be healthy, to be We're doing the next whatever. show on fantasies. Ooh. Oh, oh! Okay, can I host it? You're hosting. <laughs> yeah. No, we won't kick Abby out. I'll be in. I'll be in. No, we, we can have you both out here. We can have yeah. a dual hosting because we'll bring in. A, we'll bring in another guest, and so you're gonna need two of a, two of you to control us. <laughs> we're gonna talk fantasies and communication. And I think getting over it is right. I think Dennis, you're, you you have to at some point in time say kind of like. Buck up, you know, buck up, buttercup, man up. If you want something, something, ask for it or say you don't like something or whatever. However, saying that without also providing some practical ideas and ways in which you can kind of incorporate it does not, does nobody any favors. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we tend, we do tend to tiptoe around this subject and we always say it's so taboo and it's so hush hush. Well, you know what? Screw that. <laughs> you know, it's, time, it's time to talk sex. It's time, you know, that's why I, I do have a lot of respect for Impact for putting this on. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, we, uh, we're in your face about it, right, Gabby? Right. It's the most interesting conversation I have all month. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I look forward to it. Too. <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, so, so, what advice will we give freshmen out there about thrills and spills? We haven't talked about the spills even. Thrills, spills, and chills. What would you give? What would be your, you know? I uh, really love what you said. As had a to new say. question and answer person for <laughs> yeah. ask.com, is it? Answers.com, Answers.com now. which yeah. I think is a, a great honor. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Thank you kindly. So I love, Dennis, what you asked. Why are you having sex? And and think of that. If, 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 it's, if it's you as a listener, think of that for yourself mm-hmm. and, and what your real answer is, and then look into that. And not under the context of it doesn't mean you're ready or not, but where does that stem from and then how does that affect your sexual relationship or the things that you're not getting out of it that you'd like or that maybe you are and you want more of, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think to reflect on that holistically is fantastic. I love that question. It's certainly never been asked of me. And if you're tuning in now, we're not saying that in a condescending or judgmental manner. The goal here is for you to find out yourself, is to ask yourself that, not for us. And we're not saying that you shouldn't have sex or should have sex, that's your decision. Our, our job on, on sex exposure is to give you as much information so you can make an informed decision. So. Although I think we all agree that you should masturbate. Masturbation is great. <laughs> 58 minutes. Uh, it took I was on record that Dr. <laughs> J said <laughs> that. I'm the one, yeah. The boys in, in, in the shop back are all going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's giving you permission to masturbate. Kevin, what's your last parting thought? What are, What's your advice? You know, um, I kind of go back to the, the communication of it all. If if you're if you're not communicating with even yourself, like giving your permission to think about it, um, ideally, yeah, if you could find those comforting people out there that you can start the conversation with, and 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 maybe say things that you've never said before, think things you've never thought before, because it's it's allowing yourself to to find yourself, then 
uh, I would say start thinking about it. Like that's my parting words. Just even if it's in your own head, start think. Give yourself permission. Throwing the permission yeah. out there to think about it. Well, like I want, I said, yeah. Ideally, it'd be nice to have those comforting people to talk to, but if you don't. I want Gabby to start a breakfast, breakfast sex talk club. In the morning, huh? In the morning. <laughs> so you can have sex talk Wake in the morning. Wake up, it's sex, people. <laughs> the sex fist club. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, love here it. she goes. Is it the sex fist club? Or <laughs> sex fast club. Sex fast club. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, so, but if you have any uh, concerns or about, we brought up any issues, please call us at Olin Health Center at... Oh, 517-432- one two two nine. Thank you. You guys <laughs> even make a good team. <laughs> well, great. Um, thank you all for coming it's in tonight. It's been great to have it you, was, Gabby. You it did was a great, great job. Host. No, thank uh-huh. you. We had a great conversation, and we'll look forward to next month where we'll talk about fantasies. And so, stay, so tune in next month, everybody. Uh-huh. That's all we have. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Special thanks to Will Meineke for engineering, Quinn Hoffman for production assistance, and to our station manager Sam Riddle and our general manager Ed Glazer. Keeping you informed and bidding you farewell until next week, I'm Gabriella Saldivia with Impact Exposure 88.9 FM. Thanks a lot. Broadcasting from the campus of Michigan State University, you've been listening to Impact Exposure. Exposure.